1: We're coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening. Whenever you're listening, whenever you're watching, I hope you're doing okay. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant located on beautiful St. Simons Island in Georgia. Check out the website, www.salzneighborhoodpizzeria.com. Or give my man a call, 912-268-2328, 912-268-2328. Find out why I go all the way to St. Simon's for an authentic Italian meal. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by Fight TV. Watch us on Fight TV. And uh, don't forget to download the app for The Billy C. Show. It's free. Visit our website, billycboxing.com, and click on the banner that says, you know, download the Billy C. app for free. And also, speaking of Fight TV... Don't forget, you can watch all the fights that you can't watch on the regular television uh, by uh, watching them on the front uh, of uh, our website, billycboxing.com. We have a a pretty cool uh, embedded player for Fight TV, so catch all the uh, fights, uh, whether they're free or pay-per-view or replays, right on billycboxing.com. And finally, today's show is being brought to us in part by my book, Tom Molino, from Bondage. The Baddest Man on the Planet is available right now Where all good books are sold And you can get a copy of it right now While you're watching or listening to the show Just visit barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com if you're Looking to get a signed copy Just visit our website www.billycboxing.com And click on the book You can't miss it It's right there on the uh, you know front page Coming up in a little bit um, Daxcon will join us uh, Also later in the week Boxing Hall of Famer Larry Hazard stops by as he usually does on Wednesday and speaking of Wednesday's blast from the past this week a request for Benny Briscoe you've heard that name they give the Benny Briscoe Awards in Philly we'll tell you about Benny Briscoe come Wednesday when Alex Pap- Papali uh, joins me to uh, tell us uh, all about Benny Briscoe but uh, first and foremost this past weekend um, Anthony Joshua and um, He beat uh, Carlos come in uh, uh, 10 rounds. Um, You know, the fight was stopped. And uh, all I could say is this. And and nobody's a bigger fan than Anthony Joshua than me. No one's a bigger fan of AJ's than, than myself. I want AJ to help this sport of boxing. He's what we need. His attitude, his size, his strength, his boxing skill. But on Saturday night, he looked He looked very ordinary to me, Um, whether it uh, was because of the height difference. Now remember something, the Klitschko brothers, it took a while for them to become proficient in fighting smaller men. And then, for Vladimir's case anyway, it took him a little while to get used to fighting guys his own size again. Anthony Joshua, for the most part, has been fighting guys bigger than Carlos Takam awfully, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, it was discouraging, I think, for Anthony Joshua. Uh, he just, he just didn't look good. He looked, um, like he was thinking too much in there. Uh, it almost looked like, uh, he just was lethargic. Uh, he didn't look like the Anthony Joshua that fought Vladimir Klitschko. He looked extremely ordinary to me. Um, you know, I Let me just say this. You guys have heard me talk a lot about Deontay Wilder, uh, negative things about Deontay Wilder, but let me tell you this. If the version of Anthony Joshua that we saw fight Carlos Tacom on Saturday night stepped in the ring with Deontay Wilder, I got news for you. Wilder comes out the victor. Joining me right now uh, from St. Simons Island is my man, uh, Sal Rocky Senacola. Good morning, Sal. What you think of the fight?
2: Good morning, Bill. How are you today, buddy?
1: Okay. What did you
2: think of the fight? Well, you know, I'm just going to compound on some of the issues that you just uh, spoke about. And I agree. I think Anthony Joshua, he did look ordinary the other night. And all I kept saying to myself was, wow, if Deontay Wilder was in there, what would he do differently to uh, really not expose, but to actually take advantage and and outbox And out punch the Anthony Joshua that I saw in the ring against Carlos Tacom uh, the other night. And uh, it might as well have just been a sparring session for all I I, I saw, Um, you know, but not even that one of an effective one. I mean, it was uh, Anthony Joshua is a good, solid, basic, uh, fundamental, sound fighter. Uh, Nothing exceptional. Uh, that I saw the other night, except that he, you know, I didn't like the habit he has now pumping that left arm, you know, dropping it low and then pumping it. As somebody quick, somebody that can time it, might take advantage of that left dropping like that.
1: Um, I thought he looked uh, ordinary, uh, to say the <laughs> least, uh, not to discredit Carlos decom He's obviously a tough guy. Um, it, it almost seemed like he didn't want to continue with that cut. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, Anthony Joshua scores a, an officially a 10th uh, round stoppage when the uh, referee stopped the fight. Uh, seemed kind of strange the way it was stopped. Uh, you know, you ask yourself, um, you know, was, was Takam going to win the fight? Um, you know, I, I suppose he has the, the knockout capability. Uh, he wasn't really being battered, although he, he did take some shots during the fight uh I, you know it's going to be a question we all uh, we out, we all ask forever uh, but nonetheless AJ improves to 20 and 0 with 20 knockouts Carlos Tacom uh, drops to 35 and 4 with a draw and 27 uh, of his uh, wins uh, by knockout um Anthony Joshua broke his nose due to a uh, uh a headbutt which seemed to bother him a little bit um at the end of the fight uh Anthony Joshua was asked about the referee's stoppage. He says, my job is the opponent. I don't have control over the ref's decision. Listen, I come to fight. I don't sit on the edge and make decisions. As you can see, it was a good fight until the referee stopped it. So I have the utmost respect for Takam. I have no interest in what's going on with the officials. That's not my job. My job is to worry about my opponent. I was watching him. I was trying to break him down round by round. And unfortunately, the ref stopped it. I think the people wanted to see Takam unconscious on the floor. Uh, he says, uh, uh, I understand, and that's what I was trying to get to, 10 rounds, 11 rounds, 12 rounds. It was getting there, but like I said, I didn't have control over the ref's decision. Um, what's your
2: thoughts on the ref's stoppage, Sal? Yeah, I thought it was premature. I thought he, he could have, uh, you know, I, every time I, I say to myself, well, why couldn't he just give him a good assessment, put him in a neutral corner, give him a standing A e count, and, uh, and see how he looks after that. I thought he stopped it too soon, Bill, in my opinion.
1: Well, one of the reasons they don't give a standing 8 count is cuz they don't do standing 8 counts anymore. It's out. Uh what I they know, do, I know. what they do Well, what they do, well, you know, people found uh that uh, you know, fighters were mis- misusing it. But but what he could have done is um he could have uh, you know, if he felt that the ropes kept up to come, uh, uh, he could have given him uh, an 8 count then. Uh, listen, the fight wasn't a blowout. It really wasn't uh, at the stoppage at the end of the fight. Um, you know, uh, of course, uh, Joseph Parker had some words to say. He said uh, um, he said that uh, he thought that uh, Anthony Joshua was robotic against uh, a challenger who had only twelve days' notice. He says, "The more I watch this guy, the more I want to fight him. I've wanted to fight him for ages, but we're waiting for them to give us a good offer. The more I see him, the more I think." Uh, damn, if I fought this guy, I'd knock him out. He wasn't alone because uh, Joseph Parker's trainer, uh, Kevin Barry, uh, said, uh, it made me feel that we have a very, very good chance of dethroning this guy. I thought Joshua was acting like a robot. I thought he was slow, and I thought his lead patterns were very predictable. And once again, he showed that he definitely has stamina problems. He was blowing big time. Um he also feels that Team Joshua is going to give him the that give uh, Joseph Parker the fight, maybe even before Deontay Wilder. Um, what's your thoughts on that?
2: I think Parker it would be a good fight, and I don't know if they're going to do it before because we know that Deontay Wilder camp has uh, tried to, uh, uh, I guess, not get into a big fight right away with uh, with Anthony Joshua. But you know, like I said. Every time a fighter steps in a ring, uh, no matter how uh, it, it happens, he he can expose himself on a positive or negative way. And, you know, you have the contenders or the people that uh, have been trying to get in a ring with Anthony Joshua now seeing more vulnerability. And then, uh, you know, whether it's conditioning, whether it's the, the as you said, maybe lethargic or, or just, um, you know, like, I, I didn't like that, that 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 left arm just kept pumping and dumping and dropping down. And, and he did look uh, somewhat robotic. Uh, he does do some good sound things. Uh, he does the basic things, but very well. Um, I mean, the uppercut was a good weapon for him. The left hook came by. And, uh, you know, he's a big puncher. And that's an equalizer in any fight. Uh, but... The other variables that we're going to have to watch is, you know, if he does get some shots landed on him, how is he going to be able to weather the storm? Uh, if he does go into later rounds at a more of a fury pace, can he get the conditioning? Can he dig deep and, and pull it out uh, like he showed us? He could come back against the Glitchko uh, fight. So I, I think you're going to have now some of these opponents all already lining up saying, well, I could beat, I could beat him. I told you he had this, he's got that. He's nothing special. Anthony Joshua is special cumulatively with all the things that he does possess and when he puts them together. But it reminds me of of that old saying in my gym for wrestling, you know, it's better to learn the ordinary moves extraordinarily well than to learn the extraordinary moves just ordinarily well. So he, he does know the basics, and he does them all efficiently and extraordinarily well. We just didn't get a chance to see it against his opponent the other night.
1: I think the bottom line with the opponent was that the height gave him trouble. And uh, he seemed uh, As we off, ta- off timing. Uh, his timing was clearly off. Uh, and, yeah, I agree with you. He's got punching power, but it certainly didn't seem it. And uh, let's make no mistake, Carlos DeCombe, no disrespect to him. He's no world beater. Uh, no. Otherwise, uh, he would have uh, already been a champ. So, um, Also on that card, Dillian White uh, won a uh, uh, unanimous decision uh, over uh, Robert Holinas. Uh, it was a pretty uh, <clears throat> not exciting, let's just say this. It wasn't an well, exciting more fight. action
2: in that than it was with the Joshua fight.
1: I disagree with that. But uh, but 119-109 yeah. one, twice, 118-111, uh, all in favor of Dillian White. He improves to 22-1 and one with 16 knockouts. His only loss uh, coming to the hands of uh, A.J. Robert Holinas. guaranteed a knockout victory. Uh, couldn't come through. <laughs> he drops to 25-2. and two. Also on that card... Uh, super flyweight uh, Khalid Yafi, Yafi uh, improved to 23-0 and 0 when he defended his title against Shoa Shida, uh who drops to 24-1. and 1. The way the judges scored it, 118-110, and two of them had it, 116-112. And um, the uh, British light heavyweight champion Frank Buglani improved to 21-2 and 2 with a draw when he uh, won a unanimous decision over Craig Richards, who drops uh, the first fight of his career, 10-1, and 117-111 1, twice, 116-113. Um, another fighter, a uh, couple of fighters to keep an eye on, uh, in uh, the cruiserweight division, Lawrence Oakley, knocked out Adam Williams in the third round, and in the uh, light heavyweight division, Joshua Butassi, uh, won a six-round decision over Sayud Sal. Uh, so those are some uh, fights that took place uh, on uh, the undercard, um, two other fights I want to get to real quick. Uh, a guy that I've always loved, uh, loved going to watch him. Uh, he did uh, spend uh, some time in the slammer, uh, making a mistake, uh, but he's back. And I'm talking about Mark the DeShar- I'm sorry, Matt the Sharpshooter Remillard. He improved to 26 and one when he took care of Yardley Cruz, who drops to 22 and nine uh, at the uh, Foxwoods uh, Casino. Uh, on uh, Saturday, Friday night, the World Boxing Super Series uh, result: uh, Jürgen uh wins uh, to move on. He improves to 49 and three uh, in the uh, uh, World Boxing Super Series. Um, Light heavyweight. Uh, It was a former light heavyweight, but this fight was fought at uh, super middleweight 119, 109, 118, 110, 116, 112. Rob Brandt loses for the first time in his career, 22 and 1. And with this fight, Sal, it's exactly what I said would happen. I and you both picked Rob Brandt. However, Rob Brandt, uh, you know, acted uh, like a sparring partner in this fight. He did not take the lead. Um, This is the problem when young fighters, especially talented fighters, you know, become sparring partners and they're doing it to make a living. I get it. But the sparring partner mentality is totally different than a real fight. And if you're in sparring uh, sessions with a, a lot of good fighters over a long period of time, your mindset becomes that of a sparring partner, and that's what he looked like against Jurgen Brahmer. This kid should have beaten Jurgen Brahmer. Jurgen Brommer is 39 years old, and uh, no disrespect to him. He won the fight and won it unanimously. Won uh, but uh, Rob Brandt's a sparring partner, and that's, uh, that's what he's going to
2: be. Your thoughts? Well, you, know, you hit it on the head, Bill. You know I tried to stick up for this boring partner mentality and uh, say that you know you you do know how to break through. You do know how to break away from that mindset. You're not just going to be there as a punching bag or or you know lack of a better term, just to just to move and 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 volley some punches or rally some punches and combinations. You know, but he he did just do that. You know, it seemed like that. Yoga Brahmer, to his credit. He he was effective from the outside, effective from the inside. He uh, did a good job. Uh, I like the older fighters sometimes, but I root for them. And I thought though that uh, I thought that Brant was going to take care of him. And you know that was the one fight that you and I picked that uh, didn't uh, go the way we thought it would.
1: Um, you know, all during last week we got to read um, Johnston uh, Johnston Brown. He's got a uh, column up on BillyCBoxing but he was uh, kind enough to uh, send us. The diary uh, of Anthony Joshua leading up to the fight and um, obviously we didn't get a chance of uh, to read the fifth part which was the final one that actually came out after we did our show on Friday or it came out the same time we did our show we didn't get a chance to read it and it was before the fight so I, there's a couple of points in this one I want to get to I'm not going to be able to read it all because we did get uh, an updated one and actually a a part six um, on uh, as some results, some uh, thoughts from Anthony Joshua after the fight. But I thought this was uh, uh, ex- pretty interesting. Anthony Joshua in his fifth part, he says, and I'm, I'm skipping through a lot of stuff, but he says, uh, it's all about dedication, and that has to start early. There were Saturday nights in the past where I could have gone out with my mates, but my cousin and I would go running instead because we had that bug. The sacrifices are paying off now. I don't say paid off because I haven't stopped yet. I still enjoy it. I'm happy with the pace of my career. Of course, we wouldn't be talking about another sellout in a national stadium. Otherwise, uh, um, you know, if, if he wasn't enjoying it, he means. But I'm realistic, and I know where I'm at. This is my career. Who knows what might happen? I might take a fight next. That's too soon. It might cost me. All that matters is winning. Not that people outside of my circle say, I listen to my coach and if he's happy, I'm happy. This isn't about putting on a show for the promoters or anyone else. It's my career, it's my life, it's my health and my future. So you have to be smart and make the right decisions. I'm still a threat to everyone because I still have the hunger, but I'm smarter now with my decisions. I'm not reckless, I'm calculated, but I'm a dangerous man. All these guys talk about me all the time and it's always negative. Sooner or later, I'll be ramming my jab down their throats. In every fight, you think about losing. It's not the fear. It's just the reality of boxing. Every time that I fight, I have to win. Uh, And and there was more to this one, but I'm going to read to the post-fight Anthony Joshua thoughts. But Sal, you know, the one thing that I think Anthony Joshua could benefit from and, 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 you know, I, I understand fully about a fighter, you know, it's my life, it's my future, you know, I'm going to make the right decisions. You know, when I hear fighters say that, I, I can't help but think that, you know, they're thinking, well, let me take the easier way out, you know. And, and that's just my assumption, and I'm, hopefully I'm wrong with that. But on the other side of the coin. I see a guy that could use a mean streak. Anthony Joshua, uh, yes, he has shown us heart and determination and skill, et cetera, et cetera. He is getting better, although I thought he looked ordinary Saturday night. But the one thing he is lacking, and it was something that Vladimir Klitschko lacked, which his brother Vitaly did not, and that's a mean streak. That's that's that Mike Tyson-esque, and I'm not trying to have him be a Mike Tyson, but I'm just using that as an example. He's got to have a mean streak. He's got to go in there, seek and destroy type of an attitude. He doesn't seem to have that. He's he's happy about breaking an opponent down, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what's your thoughts uh, on uh, his
2: comments and and you know what what I just said? No, I Bill, you know, you uh you uh you get up close and personal. But yeah, most fighters, most uh, champions, that a lot of them they have a mean streak, and they can tap into it anytime, flip it on a dime, and. You know, I have a mean streak. Uh, uh, some well-known fighters have definitely a mean streak, and you know, you use that for the fuel for your fire. You know, you you want to have a control. I don't want to say controlled rage, but I mean, you know, it's 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 a lot of times that's the that's the aggression, that's the that's the the mentality that you're going in there like a warrior. You're gonna make them suffer. You're gonna make them pay. You're gonna make them, uh, you know, uh, feel feel your fists and have pain. You know and it's a mean streak but uh, like I said it's a controlled aggression and rage. You can't lose your head about it. Um Anthony Joshua is, is a gentleman. He's a he's a he's a real good solid guy and and uh um if he just gets a little bit, of, uh, you know that I'm going to you know yeah, he's got to he's got to try and make that a change and difference if he can. But I don't know if he can tap in. He's 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 a great solid fighter. It is you know, some fighters like him maybe he doesn't need a mean streak up to now. Uh, imagine him with a mean streak, though he'd probably <laughs> forget kill, about it. he probably kill some but it, I don't know how. Yeah, it's nothing you could really train and develop. I mean, uh, it's something that's innate. You know, you you, you got a little a little uh, fire uh, that 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 you flip a switch and you know all of a sudden you urgh, you know you just uh, come alive at a different level.
1: Um, we're going to take a short break, but first, uh, because uh, my man Johnston had sent uh, uh, me the uh, the diary, he, he's he got the last part here that I'm going to read in its entirety as soon as we come back from break, but I'm going to start it off by a question he's got. He says, uh, hey, Billy C. and Sal, I enjoyed the fights on Saturday night and have to give huge credit to come, but let's face it, he did get beat up pretty much every round, so I don't blame the referee from stopping the fight. I'm interested to know what Sal's verdict is. Would he have been disappointed if he was into calm shoes? Um, uh, go ahead, Sal. Give us your quick thoughts. I've got to take a break here in 30 seconds.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. And you know what? I think that's a great question, solid question. As I said, you know, yes, I had the fight up to that point. I think I had 99 to 81. I may, may have uh, given a, the uh, fifth round as a draw. That's about it. Otherwise, Anthony Joshua was pitching a shutout, and he, of course, he dropped them in the fourth round with a 10-8 round. But no, Takam, I thought he, he he should have had a little fire, a little little, you know, he should have moved and, and been a little bit more. He tried at spots and at times he came in there, and you know, if he if I if I had my punching power and and you know as, as Takam has his, yeah, I would have been disappointed because I still have a puncher's chance, and even though I'm down in deficit, it ain't over till it's over, and you know. I didn't think it was, a, it was a stoppage that needed to take place at that moment. Um, he wasn't really in big trouble. Uh, it was cumulatively, yes. As I said, hey, the guys, like I said the other week uh, when we saw a fight, he was getting beaten every round. He wasn't really in a fight. And the referee made it a call and stopped the fight earlier. Um, and I see that if he's continuing to take punishment. But I don't think that uh, uh, Takam was taking – A relentless beating. I got to take a break, Sal. That's why I said quick. You can finish that thought in a second.
1: We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in two. Billy C. will be right back.
0: Check out BillyCBoxing.com now. Or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's
1: BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning.
0: Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com.
1: And we're back. You're watching and listening to The Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And just before we went to break... Uh, We were uh, about to uh, read the final, final installment of uh, Anthony Joshua. Uh, It's actually uh, part six. Uh, My man Johnston Brown was sending it to us. And this was uh, his thoughts from the diary after the fight. Anthony Joshua said, I got 10 rounds in. There was a lot of blood, but people aren't satisfied. I'm learning that. He says, there's two outcomes, win and lose. I got the win, so I got to be happy with that. I'm not there to make decisions, and I still haven't watched the fight uh, yet, so I don't know about the stoppage. If the referee didn't stop it, uh, was Carlos Takam going to win the fight? I'm not too sure. If he had gone further, would I have knocked him out? Again, I don't know. His eyes were split open. He was dabbing away at all the cuts all the time and kept looking at the referee as if to say, do something about this. When the stoppage came, he may have been able to go on a bit longer, but I think the outcome was going to be the same. And I was going to win, which I agree with Sal. I, I'm not I suggesting. Agree. Yeah, I'm not suggesting that. No, um, he Takam was going to win the fight. I, I just, no. I, you know, it just seems strange to stoppage. But uh, anyway, uh, he says uh, I was delivering the fight. I heard him. I slashed his eyes with punches, and my uh, kit was covered in blood at the end. Uh, it was pure white before the fight, but pink at the end of it. Uh, he was a tough man. Uh, He had a strong head. He has a short build, so he's used to dealing with tall guys, and he knows how to keep moving and stay out of trouble, so I just took my time. The headbutt was just one of those things that can happen in a fight. He got cut on his eyes, and his corner did a great job to keep him in the fight. I got butted in the second round, and it busted my nose, but my corner did a good job, too, uh, of looking after me and getting me through to 10 rounds. The doctor felt uh, it after the fight and said that it was just badly bruised, not broken, so that's good. He says, you don't see a headbutt coming, and it's harder than a punch. It's a crunching feeling. I just needed to get through that round uh, okay because the referee doesn't give you time to get yourself together and have a breather when there's an accidental headbutt. It's another thing for me to experience, and I got through it, and it managed it uh, as it was gushing with blood at first. As a fighter, you have the natural instinct to hurt your opponent, uh, as that's the name of the game. I saw that Takam was hurt a few times in a fight, but I didn't want to go steaming in looking for the knockout. I wanted to, I wanted it to come naturally and was slowly looking for the knockout. It was a completely different fight to me than one against Vladimir Klitschko and that's a night that I can just that I cannot just live off of, which I'm glad he said that. Uh, I'm not gonna go into my uh, rest in my armchair forever reminiscing about that fight. It sounded like a, it sounded like it earlier he in the, the week, joke. right I mean, it did sound like that right, Sal I mean earlier in the <laughs> I week. I
2: think he heard you bill. Oh, hey, geez. you can't you know maybe it that, that connection with Johnston is 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 a lot more important than he thought. He says um he says uh guys like
1: to come have completely different styles, so you got to put the past. Uh, To one side and deal with the present As it could be a curse to come Like Klitschko is done, now I gotta move on There's a lot of interest in my next move And the more interest, the more pressure I'm just rolling with the punches, So there's no stress on me The fights that people want to see are gonna happen But like the million fighters before Certain things have to happen before the big fights can happen I got mandatory obligations With the belts, that's just how it is I'm not looking at 2018 yet I'll take it day by day, but we're not out of 2017 yet I'll rest and then get back to the gym and look to work and improve. The possibilities are exciting, but you never know the landscape of boxing and what might happen. Heavyweight boxing is crazy. Look at Takim's face afterwards. Uh, you have to be mad. It's gladiatorial, and you have to be very tough. That's what drives people to come and watch. You can never get used to the crowds as big as that. Having the pressure and people's expectations is a lot to deal with. I got 10 rounds in. There was a lot of blood. But still, some people aren't satisfied. I'm learning that. You have to tick every box. The more interest there is, the more boxes there are to tick. But it's good that there's so much interest. There's still a lot more to come. The one thing I I am stuck on with this uh, final, uh, and again, I want to thank Johnston for uh, hooking us up with Absolutely. this. Um, Absolutely. The, the one thing I, I, that sticks out in my mind, Sal, I want to get your thoughts, is that... Uh, he says, I saw that Takam was hurt a few times in the fight, but I didn't want to go steaming in looking for the knockout. I wanted it to come naturally and was slowly looking for the knockout. To me, that sounds like something they worked on in the gym. That sounds like he was reluctant to do what his instinct said and kind of went the route of you know, whatever his corner was telling him
2: Leading up to this fight, what was your thoughts on that? Well, if that's the actual scenario and case, I mean, hey, you 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 smell blood or you see blood, you 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 go for it. I mean, like I said, it's it's a controlled rage, if you if you will, Bill. It's it's I don't want I don't know if that's the right right uh, term I should use, but you know, you look at it, you see you got something there, you want to end it because you can never tell, you can never know what's going to happen next in a sport of boxing. Whether it's a cut, whether it's this, whether it's that. So if you see you have an opportunity to end the fight, you go for it. You go for the kill right there. And and you know, I think Anthony Joshua as a gentleman and as a, a pretty methodical in a way that he he approaches a, a fight. I could see him uh, doing what he did. But the bottom line is, you know, I didn't think to come. Uh, that whole fight, I thought the referee maybe should have gone to a ringside doctor and say, Hey, what do you think? Uh, how are the cuts, uh, you know, how do you feel? I thought there could have been something. Not that he was going to win the fight. I'm not saying that. But I just thought it was a bizarre time to stop the fight the way he did stop the fight. And, uh, you know, if Anthony Joshua saw some opportunity where he could have uh, been a little more aggressive and then the fight, uh, I think he should have taken it. That's all.
1: Yep. No, well, I, I, uh, uh, i i i i agree you gotta listen you. to your instinct at times well, you know that's a that's a double edged sword because you know that you're working on stuff, and we've said mm-hmm. it ourselves that you know um as a fighter, you know when a fighter starts thinking that he doesn't need his trainer uh no, except uh, except it's to that, hold yeah. except to hold the water bottle then you got problems, you know? So no, I'm glad that, you know, that one of the assets, one of the reasons I like Anthony Joshua so much is that he has this willingness to continue to learn and yes. he doesn't act like he knows it all the way a lot of fighters do. And um, I, I applaud him for that. My point was it just seemed like, you know, he was working on that and, and it just appeared that he was, you know, we called it, we used the word robotic, but it kind of appeared like he was thinking too much, Sal
2: well yes and you know i remember <laughs> you want to hear some funny comments you, you're going through the ranks you're going through the fights as an amateur and you know i remember uh, even uh richie gicchetti would say well you're thinking too much you're thinking too much Get out! you know and and i knew what he was saying and uh you know you you, you gotta have the innate ability to change up on a dime and 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 uh, you know, just let the 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 instincts instincts and and your your body uh, move where where it feels it's gonna go. Yes, you should listen to your corner. Yes, you should you should definitely see uh, an overall picture and a big picture. But you know, it's 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 something else where you can overanalyze. And when you do that, you're gonna have what they call the old. Uh, paralysis through analysis and that's what you cannot do and that might be robotic you like if you're coming along you say well i gotta hit him there but you know maybe i'll just boom there and take it there you know so sometimes you know your your instincts listen to your gut and uh, keep your hands up (laughs) that's it yep no i uh
1: i agree with you there i agree with you there there's uh, no question about it bottom line sal um you know, I, I love Anthony Joshua. Still think he's the best heavyweight in the world. Uh, but yeah. on Saturday, he looked ordinary to me. And um, you know, I I I believe it was uh, uh, the adjustment to the shorter opponent. And and you know, when you're when you're that much shorter, uh, and, and you know, the style he just he wasn't he wasn't used to the style,
2: and uh, he looked ordinary on Saturday. No, and I, I agree. And you uh, But here, I'm thinking about something here, too. Maybe his corner would tell him what they told him uh, to uh, let it come naturally, let this and that. Maybe they were concerned that he would have a repeat of what he did with Klitschko, punch himself out in a big round if he tried to end the round. You never know. Maybe they're still concerned about that. So uh, you know, maybe that's why he listens. Maybe he had that old little professor in his head also say, "Hey, you know, I'm not going to let it all out in this round and try to try to uh, spend myself trying to knock him out. It will come naturally, and I'll take the opportunity when it comes." And that's what happened.
1: Yeah, well, you know, like I said, a, a win's a win. You know, a win's so, a mean,
2: win. You know, I mean,
1: we're you know we're uh, you know at least I'm being critical. Uh, of uh, of a guy who won the fight You know uh, uh, It's going to be interesting to see What uh, Comes out of Camp Wilder You know obviously uh, they're going to make it like uh, You know they're better and everything else But the bottom line is AJ In my opinion is the best heavyweight In the world uh, won by knockout And like he said It's not his job to stop the fight It's not his job to score the fight He just fights the fight and uh, he got a win He's going to move on uh, At this point I'm sure he's going to relax For the rest of 2017 And uh, come back uh, With a vengeance In, in 2018 uh, What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think I think that's a good game plan. I mean, it's it's already October. You don't want to see him fight, uh, fight in two months, and uh, I think he should really just regroup and, uh, uh, you know, take a break. I'll tell you what I was concerned about. He looked bigger than a house than he's ever have been. I mean, his frame can carry the weight, but, you know, maybe his corner. Did they say he's he was at all-time heavy uh, on the scales when he came in the ring the other night? Yeah,
1: he wanted to be a little lower than he was, but. Uh, yeah. Listen, we're going to take. You know what? We got we to gotta okay. take a break again. Uh, we you know we got these restrictions. I got to take a break. I'll be back in two. Billy C will be right back.
0: Check out BillyCboxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCboxing.com consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com
1: And we're back. You're listening and watching LEC show, glad you could be with us today. And, uh, you know, before I uh, move any move forward here, you know, I just want to comment on a comment in the chat room, Sal, from uh, yes. our buddy Joel. Uh, he says, uh, do you expect Weiler to say the bomb squad wants uh, Anthony Joshua next after Saturday's fight? And I do expect him to say it. And I expect him to not only say it, but I expect him to say A.J. is nothing. He's got to come to Deontay because Deontay's the man in the division. That's what I expect Deontay Wilder to say because that's what he's been saying uh, for uh, quite some time. He has the uh, uh, delusion that he's the best heavyweight in the division. So, um, yeah, I expect him to call out A.J., but uh, making uh, accusations that A.J. has to come to him. What do you think?
2: Well, I think you're – absolutely right i mean as i always say you know uh, anything uh, two things i always say anything can happen any given night and we look at a fighter as being only as good as his last fight and uh you know with that being said uh, you're gonna see several people several contenders coming out now and saying hey i want to get uh, in the ring with joshua now Uh, And and don't take me wrong I agree with you Bill I think Anthony Joshua is one of the best out there today Uh, But you know Like I said Whether it's uh, uh, rhetoric or so But these guys are going to think That they're going to be able to have a good chance With getting in the ring with Anthony Joshua And uh, that's what they see In their mind from their fight uh, From their watching the fight And uh, so I think Deontay Wilder Going to pound his chest, saying, "I want to. I want to show that uh, Josh was just ordinary. Uh, I'm ready for him. I want this." But that key word, "but," he's going to probably want to lay out some conditions that aren't going to be really uh, on equal land, equal basis. So, I well, agree. they
1: already offered. Listen, they already offered. Deontay Wilder has not made two million dollars in the ring yet. Has not made two million inside that's, the ring. That's a shame. All right, that's, and, and, that's, and that says a lot. And Anthony Joshua has made double digits many times. Yes. Um, yes. But but here's the thing, you know, it was reported last week that Eddie Hearn offered uh, AJ seven million to come fight Anthony Joshua in England. Okay, never made two million. Offered him seven million, but here's the kicker, offered him a hundred percent of the USA television rights. Which means wow. wherever they land it, uh, if it's pay-per-view wow. or on, on uh, Showtime, whatever, that Deontay gets that money by himself. So wow. so he wow. would clearly be making in excess of $10 million to go to England. It yeah. makes no sense for Deontay to want to have that fight in the U.S. Because the U.S., I got news for you. First of all, the U.S. doesn't have a venue that'll pack the people in that England has. That's number one. Uh, and number two, they're not going to pay that kind of money. They're not. They're, 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 there's no... Uh, place uh, that's gonna pay him where he'll make more than that. I- I'm sorry, but th- this is where the negotiations will get out of hand. Um, but uh, but anyway, Anthony Joshua is in the driver's seat in the heavyweight division, and everyone knows it except Deontay Wilder. So we'll see what happens. Um, I agree with you. I agree. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's just. I got some emails to read. Uh, first and foremost, uh, in outside of boxing, we'll get you caught up with uh, some other sports. World Series action. What a what a game <laughs> last night. Um, 10 innings it took the Astros to beat the Dodgers 13 to 12. Uh, 14 hits each team had. Uh, 28 in total, which is a, a lot of hits for a World Series, especially when you had their two each team put up their top pitcher. Uh, the Astros uh, head back to uh, Los Angeles with a 3-2 to two series lead. Two games left. All they got to do is win one game. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, beginning tomorrow night. Over in the NFL, the Vikings beat the Browns 33-16 to 16 in England. Uh, the Bills top the Raiders 34-14. Bengals over the Colts 24-23. Uh, the Patriots tw- beat the Chargers 21-13. Saints beat the Bears 20 to 12. The Falcons beat my hapless Jets. What a piece of garbage team! K- choke the whole nine. That quarterback is a dumb as a box of rocks, and he's even smarter than that stupid coach. 25 to 20, the Jets lose. That's the Eagles is uh, beat the 49ers 33 to 10. The Panthers uh, righted their ship, 17 to 3 over the Bucks. The Seahawks tried their hardest to lose to the Texans. Uh, but they hung on to win 41 to 38. The Cowboys beat the Redskins 33-19. The Steelers over the Lions 20 to 15. That got you all uh, caught up in the NFL. Over in the NBA, the Bucks topped the Hawks 117-106. The Pacers over the Spurs uh, 97-94. The Nuggets over the Nets 124 to 111. The Hornets over the Magic 120 to 113. The Wizards beat the Kings 110-83. The Knickerbockers win over the Cavs, 114-95. The Pistons, 115, over the Warriors, 107. In hockey action with three games, the Ducks beat the Hurricanes 4-3 in a shootout. The Jets topped the Penguins 7-1. And the Flames, oh, those Flames, they beat the Capitals 2-1. to So that gets you all caught up with uh, other sports. We've got some emails. First one is from Coach. He says, uh... Hey, Billy, C talking about a potential showdown with Anthony Joshua, Joseph Parker told the New Zealand Herald, the more I watch him, the more I want to fight him. I've wanted uh, to fight him for ages, but we're waiting for them to give us a good offer. It looked like Joshua was struggling a bit, trying to knock him out. I thought to come, uh, and afterwards, Joshua said, if I had a, a fought him, I would have knocked him out. Uh, he couldn't knock him out, and I think it was an early stoppage. The more I see him, the more I think, damn, if I fought this guy, I'd knock him out. Uh, Coach says, uh, with the understanding that pot is illegal in New Zealand, even with Joshua's less than impressive performance, after reading Parker's quotes, uh, I have to only question to ask, I only have one question to ask, what drugs is Parker on? Um, You know, the the funny thing is, is I would have expected more people, I would have expected a, a rant from Deontay Wilder to come out saying along the lines of the same thing. The, the part about this um, that sticks out the most is I've wanted to fight him for a long time. We're waiting for them to give us a good offer. Well, What's good? I mean, what are they looking for? $100 million? They're not going to get it. You know, we just heard that they're willing to give Deontay Wilder, which is a big, big draw, $7 big. Million plus all this USA rights. So realistically, what the hell would Joseph Parker, who nobody even looks at as a champion, to be honest with you, no disrespect to Parker or his team or New Zealand. But uh, but the truth of the matter is, is how much more does he think he's going to get? You know, I, I, th- I would think that if they offered Parker $5 million, he should jump all over it. Uh, but, uh, but uh, you know, we'll have to wait to see. What,
2: what do you think? I think you're 100% correct. I think, you know, the fight that everyone really wants to see right now that uh, would be on the forefront would be the Deontay Wilder-Anthony Joshua fight. And uh, I think uh, after you just explained to everybody what the deal was uh, and the offer was to Deontay Wilder, he'd be silly. That's uh, being diplomatic. He'd be stupid not to jump on it and take it and go over to to England. Uh, and get the get the whole rights and everything else uh joseph parker i i don't know what he he's waiting for uh I, you know if he if he thinks he really has to get in i, I don't think he should be waiting for the offer because you know he's got to be the one willing to uh, uh listen to uh, uh reason and uh get in the ring and hoping to, to perform at his best i don't know I like to see Deontay Wilder before Parker.
1: We got another uh, email. This is from my man Mitch. He says AJ made over thirty million when all the money came in for the Klitschko fight. Thirty million. Wow. He'll wow. make twenty million, and that's just the guaranteed money for the Carlos Tacom fight, or to be exact, nineteen million six hundred sixty-six thousand eight hundred seventy-five dollars, uh, <laughs> according to the uh, uh, the pounds uh, dollars conversion. 15 million pounds is equal to $20 million. He says, wow. I mean, say that to yourself a few times. $20 million to fight Carlos freaking Tacom. <laughs> you were right on two fronts, Billy. C. one, Deontay, take your $10 million, do it in the U.K., and shut the F up. <laughs> Get up and bingo. number two, this guy should never leave the U.K. to fight. If he can no. continue to win, he'd be a billionaire. He doesn't need the U.S. He doesn't. Thanks, Mitch. Yeah, you're the I, man. I, I um, he doesn't need to leave the UK, and anybody that suggests otherwise is an idiot. And the truth of the matter is, is the only reason AJ would want to come over to the U.S. to fight is if AJ wants to come over to the U.S. and fight. That's the end of that. Why would you want to leave your home country where you're packing it? You know, it, it, it was kind of funny to watch his walk uh, his ring walk on Saturday. Did you notice something about his ring walk, Sal?
2: No, I, I didn't really notice too much of his ring walk, uh, but uh, but I'll tell you what, what I did notice, no matter what he does or did in a ring that showed, you know, him coming out of his shell or coming alive, I mean, the fans just go crazy. They love this guy. I mean, this guy could, this guy could, I mean, he's incredible. They love him. So, I mean, it's all about him. And you know what? He's in the backyard. And if he's getting $20 million for a fight like uh, against Takam, man, don't ever leave home without it. (laughs) Listen,
1: you know, I noticed something about the ring walk that was kind of eerie, and I'll tell you what it was. When you watched Carlos Takam walk in, he had the music blaring and, and the Brits The Brits are tough, man. They're booing him and stuff like that. But when Anthony Joshua came out, he came out, uh, no place to hide. You know, uh, they're playing the music. They have that flame AJ, and he stands there for a while. And then there's silence. And Anthony Joshua walked all the way to the ring with no music playing, with just the sounds of the crowd cheering and stuff like that. I found that's that, that that's kind of intimidating, I would think, to another uh, uh, fighter. You know, as yeah. as you hear, um, whatever it was, I, I think they broke an indoor record, maybe 78,000 or something like that. Uh, I think they had because they, they had the roof closed, so it was considered an indoor uh, stadium, not an outdoor stadium. I think they had almost 80,000 or something, 78. Jeepers, uh, somebody, creepers. you creepers. Know, Man, that's an unbelievable hear, live gate. I hear, can't believe to it. To hear 80,000 people. Wow cheering with no music that had to be uh that had to be kind of kind of bone chilling for for carlos to come i give him credit the awestruck for hanging in there yeah <laughs> um we got uh, one last uh, email here uh this one's from uh, my man chris flan hey chris what's up brother he says oh the title the title moro Ronaldo scripted lines on showtime boxing um <laughs> I hate Mauro Ronaldo. I think he's the you know, worst. I, I, this is a guy, they introduced him as the voice of Showtime Boxing. This guy, I, he just brings, I, I mean, when you have a Hall of Famer like Al Bernstein there, and Paulie Malignaggi does a pretty damn good job himself, and, good and, job. They're, and they're both sitting there looking like idiots because Mauro Ronaldo is stepping all over them, coming up with these stupid, co- anyway, let me read the email. He says, hey, Billy C., did you hear Mauro Ronaldo's call For the end of the Joshua fight It was predetermined He read it or had it memorized It didn't match what was going on Even Paulie uh, and Al Bernstein had to distance themselves from that It's not the first time Morio Ronaldo has done this Listen to his scripted call after Joshua beat Klitschko Compared to HBO's version Or when Mayweather beat McGregor His endings are predetermined is this what happens when you have a pro wrestler announcer as your lead? I guess he will continue to give a scripted emotion instead of real emotion. Can someone please call him out on this? I still want to hear uh, it goes. I still want to hear down goes Frazier or Chavez versus Taylor, not some wrestling announcer with scripted lines that don't match the ending of a fight. Listen, I got to be honest with you, Chris. As soon as I saw uh, Ronaldo was, was calling it, I turned the sound off. I can't stand Moro Ronaldo. This guy is terrible. And how he he must have sucked somebody's you know what to get the job. He had to have because anybody in their right mind has to realize that this guy is not a fit for professional boxing. He is terrible. Terrible. I'd like to punch the shit out of him, really. I can't stand him, Sal. <laughs>
2: I'm not quite that far on board, Bill, but I'll tell you what, the suits must think that he does something or adds something. Uh, he, he's he got an animated voice. He's got uh, something he does, uh, tries to make it bigger than life. I just don't know if he has the credibility to sell it all the time. Obviously, he doesn't in your eyes, but as far as the uh, the, the scripted uh, s- s- analysis or so, yeah, I, I could see that. And you know, That was my big hang up with Larry Merchant. When he used to do it for HBO, I always felt no matter who won, he already had the script ready to read and ready to go. And it was pre-written and all that. And uh, so that turned me off big time against Larry Mersham. Uh, So I I know tenfold what you mean against Ronaldo. Listen, Ronaldo, he doesn't even know the sport.
1: I'm sorry. He doesn't know the sport. And he cuts off those guys when, when they're trying to educate the viewer. And there's no comparison with Larry Merchant. And Larry Merchant, Larry Merchant, I wasn't a huge fan of Larry Merchant. And the reason was because Larry Merchant tried to make the spin on boxing like he was highly intelligent. He was trying to baffle the the people that he was interviewing with his BS. You know, I like to hear these and those and don'ts. You know, not that boxing people are stupid, but it just matches the, the fight. You know, it just matches the fight. You can't be all uh, prim and proper when you're talking about somebody kicking the shit out of another person. You just can't. You know, and Larry, that was my hang-up with Larry Merchant. But at least Larry Merchant knew the sport. You know, Mario Ranallo is is, is just, he's a W, listen, WWE fits him. He reminds me of... uh, of the uh, guys from the WWF, you know, Mean Gene Okerlund. I, you know, you might as well put Mean Gene Okerland in 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 there. You know, you don't mean Gene. You know, I mean, come on. You know, uh, Morio Rinaldo is the worst. He ruins a good night. I refuse. Uh, you know what? I refuse to listen to him. And uh, he, uh, who, like I said, whoever has him penciled in there. Uh, must be uh, he must be performing some special favors easy, for uh, Morio Ronaldo. He must be. He must be. You know. Easy. So uh, that's the way it is. I, I don't have to be easy. I'm I, telling you it know. the way it is. It's the truth. You know. The bottom line is he's doing something because he's certainly not uh, doing the right thing when it comes to boxing. There's so many other boxing announcers out there. I would rather even have Jim Lampley, who has lost the ability to call a fight without punch dots, calling a fight over. Uh, uh, Mauri Ronaldo. and by the way, Showtime has a good collection of announcers. They have Barry Tompkins and Steve Farhood yes. that are yes. better than than all the rest, and then they still have Alan Pauley, which are two very good uh, announcers. So uh, uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I, I just uh, I, I can't see it. I, I just can't. I'm sorry.
2: It it just makes uh, no sense at all to me, Sal. So. No, I agree. I agree. You know you were ripping off uh, ratting off some uh, old names and stuff. Let me ask you something because I often wonder this he he called one or two of my fights on ESPN, and it was an old guy that 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 I love them. I, I like them, uh, of course, because I shared the same name. Whatever happened to Sal Marciano. Sal Marciano
1: used to be the partner for uh, Al Bernstein, ESPN, yeah, and, yeah, uh, I know that you know, happened they, he was very good and and Al Bernstein has never said anything negative. Sal Marciano is, is I I believe is still working with ESPN. He does a lot of football. Um, but uh, you know, he has been brought in for uh specialty boxing stuff, but uh he uh he's doing other things, you know. Uh uh but he's still around. Sal Marciano like Sal was Marciano. Uh, was good. Um and uh there's many, many great uh boxing announcers. Howard Cosell was good. I mean uh Oh it Howard was, Cussell, it was,
2: yes. You know he was
1: good. I, I mean Al Bernstein I thought was always was always the best. I mean Barry oh, Tompkins is. was Definitely. good too, you know, but uh but this Mario Ronaldo, garbage, garbage. I wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. I really wouldn't. I, the guy uh to me is uh, is terrible. It ruins the broadcast when you have to listen to him making uh uh you know, making uh, he hit him so much to the body, he was expecting candy to fall out. You know, I mean, come on. I think mean, mean, come on.
2: Yeah, you know, I don't want to hear. You're right, Bill. That's Oh, forget about it. I would love to see I would love to see if there was ever an opportunity, Sal Marciano come back with uh, Bernstein just for one fight. Just to see if they had the chemistry and could do the fight. I love I would love to see that. What? Oh, Sal Marciano? Come back for one fight with uh, Bernstein.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, I, I just would like to see Al and anybody, uh, but yeah, I'd like to see Alan and the custodian or or, you know, the toilet uh, cleaning engineer, as we call him today, you know, uh, uh, doing it with Ronaldo. I can't see that Ronaldo is helping the ratings, I can't see that. I, you know, and and how they would pick him is beyond me, you know, the guy he brings the broadcast down. I mean, generally Showtime has decent fight. Well, you know, sometimes they have decent fights. Um, you know, sometimes they have showcase fights most of the time these days. But I mean, I can't see when you have all these, uh, uh, opportunities, all these options at calling a fight, how Morio Ranallo gets
2: picked. It's a joke to me, Sal. It really is. Yeah, I, I understand. And, and, and I, uh, I agree with you there. Like I said, I, the suits must decide something. They think, uh, you know, like I said, his animation and his thing, it's going to be this. It's going to be, oh, we going to see. You know, they like it. They like it. Who they likes it?
1: Draw? Who likes it? The suits. The suits that put him there. Well, here here's the ironic twist to that. The suits that put him there are the same idiots that think that just because you have an O on your record means you're good. They're the same idiots that see a guy that's undefeated and says this guy must be a good fighter because he hasn't lost. You know, the problem, and I say this all the time, is that boxing doesn't have enough boxing people involved in it. And I know that you can't have a boxing specialist uh, for a uh, cable network or a television network to make decisions on boxing. But guess what? I would think it would be a smart move to have a boxing consultant to talk to the programming directors to, to suggest opponents and fights, et cetera, et cetera, rather than just look at a sheet that says, hey, this guy Yukarabachibov from some country you never heard of. He's 28. No, must be good. Must be good. Never heard of a guy he fought. Must be good, though. He's 28. No, you know, uh, let's put him on the show. You know, no. No, and and Mario Ronaldo, a guy that is ruining a broadcast, and I, the only thing I thank Ronaldo for is giving me the opportunity to watch the fights without the sound because it gives me a better representation of the fight without listening to his stupid remarks. It's a shame that I do miss Al Bernstein's because he, uh, you know, gives you uh, intelligent uh statements when he's watching a fight and Paulie Malinaji will give you an intelligent uh uh viewpoint from a former fighter and a former champion fighter I must add. You know, so I mean, I'm missing uh those because of uh uh because of Mario Ronaldo No, I agree with you.
2: And I like to listen well, to now Paulie you Malignaggi. now you agree with me. You uh, would I disagree agree with, you. with me before. Say- saying why they put him in there, the suits that have the decision-making ability, you know, think he's uh, animated enough and creates some of the drama or creates some of the spin on things that, uh, hey, you know, it is what it is. They're the ones that make the decisions, and obviously they don't really look at what the fans' real core uh, uh, desires are. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm curious
1: to know, you know, they're making some comments in the chat room and uh, you know, I'm curious to know if the younger fans, you know, obviously I'm ancient, I'm old. You know, I've I've seen comments. Oh, he's just an old guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm old. But uh, I wonder if the <laughs> I hope young don't put
2: me in that category.
1: <laughs> well, you're older than me. But uh, you know, the truth, <laughs> of the, the truth of the matter is, is the young fans, you like that? I, I, you like I, him? You know, I mean, you think that Ronaldo is good? Listening to him, I, I mean, the guy, I, he's stupid looking too. I, I, I he just doesn't fit. With the sport of boxing, you know, he just doesn't, you know, and uh, hey, hey, my man Johnny Blaze is in the chat room. But John, <laughs> like I'm that. sorry, like Johnny Blaze, but uh, maybe it's because this guy's a ca- Canadian, you know, Mario Ronaldo's is a Canadian and he had the nerve. To use the Italian card one time, he started saying something about Italians. Oh, me being Italian! Don't 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 you disgrace Italians, Mario ronaldo for being an Italian? You're nothing but a piece of garbage. I can't stand Mario ronaldo Can't stand him. I, I, did I mention? Did I me mention that I can't I stand I'm him. not quite as critical. You're not as critical. That's because you watch all the replays. You don't watch it. You watch the replays. You you you're minimal with your with your. Uh, uh subjected to him. You know, you're not subjected to him as much as the rest of the world. I, I can he's he's garbage. I I got to thank Chris Flann for getting me all riled up here today, so. I'm
2: telling you, man, I've I heard you I I think you should have given Anthony Josh for some of that fire in your belly right now in the fight. You know, you're, I would rather even you're, have... You're ready to go. I want to I I help you get in that fight, Bill. I think you, he could put a, a nice uh, exhibition on you and Mario Rinaldo. How's that? Listen, I even think that
1: I'd rather <laughs> listen to Joe Tessitore and F- Teddy Atlas over uh, Mario Rinaldo. I'd rather listen to Teddy Atlas yelling and screaming and spitting all over his mic, telling everybody how corrupt they are and stupid if they don't agree with him. I'd rather watch that over Mario Ronaldo. Ronaldo is terrible for the sport of boxing. WWE, he's perfect for that. You know, he's perfect for that. Uh, You know, listen, you know what makes a good announcer? What makes a good announcer is an announcer that can announce paint drying and make it seem entertaining. And to me, he's trying to sound entertaining, but he's not. And the reason is the same reasons I don't like um, Roy Jones Jr., Roy Jones Jr. refers to himself in the third person all the time. Ronaldo doesn't do that, but his stupid jokes and him trying to be funny and his comparisons, you know, he's hitting him so much in the belly, he's expecting candy to come out. Those kinds of statements just don't fit in the sport of boxing. Yeah, maybe one time it's funny. How about, I wish I had a nickel for every time he said how many times he went to Japan. I wish I had a nickel even the other day when when it was on before I muted him. He's going, I've been involved with so many world championship fights and in the WWE. I've been all over the world. Who gives a crap about Mario Ronaldo's travel experience? Who cares? You know, I mean, it's just he doesn't talk about what we want to hear. Call the action that's happening in front of you. That's it. That's all we want from a commentator, Sal.
2: I hope he's listening now. Maybe we'll take your advice on nah, that. I
1: hope he drops dead. I hope he <laughs> drops dead. We're going to oh, take a short no. uh, break. When we come back, we got uh, Dax Khan scheduled to join us. Don't go nowhere. Billy C
0: will be right back. Part of the Billy C Boxing Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> That's my face. I hate you. I hate you. (laughs) That's billycboxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy Billy C. Interact with the show at billycboxing.com.
1: And... we're back. You're listening and watching The Billy C Show. Glad you could be with us today. And uh, speaking of being with us, joining uh, Sal and myself right now, uh, after a long, lengthy conversation during the break with Sal, uh, mano on mano, is uh, my man uh, Dax Khan. Good morning, Dax.
0: Hey, what's going on? Uh, you going out to... Uh, to- Morio Ronaldo party.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna to go to his birthday. He invited me personally. That's S O B with a now, piece of garbage. Now do you
0: like Moro Ronaldo?
1: And I don't like either one of them. Is it Morio or Moro? His brother, I can't stand it. I don't want none of the Ronallo's. I don't even like his mother or his father. How about that? And if he's got any other family members, I can't stand anybody with Ronaldo as a last name, I don't like you. But uh <laughs> you know, anyway.
0: You know, you mentioned Barry Tompkins before and uh with this um, Deontay Wilder in a second. We'll talk about him for a minute. But uh, um, if, uh, on the undercard of uh, the Wilder-Further fight, Barry Tompkins was on the uh, Showtime broadcast. And uh, next time we get to catch that, why don't you see who, uh, what title um, he has, Bernard Hopkins defending against Carol Murat.
1: What, he messed up?
0: <laughs> Not even the right division.
1: <laughs> well barry's getting a little old but he's way he's way better two divisions he, he's way better than uh than ronaldo but uh <laughs> anyway that's a whole nother story um this past weekend uh aj fought uh, a very tough carlos to come. you know dax the best way that i described it after evaluating the fight is anthony joshua looked ordinary i don't know if we give carlos to come the credit I, I also had mentioned earlier in the show that it, it took a while for the Klitschko brothers to become proficient in fighting smaller guys. Then it was actually took them this a uh, time to adjust to fighting guys the, the same size as them, yeah, because they became so proficient fighting uh, smaller guys. I, I, th- I thought it was a case of, of that with uh, AJ. I'm not discrediting him, but but like I said, I, I think he just looked ordinary uh, in that fight. What, what's your thoughts uh, and analysis on on the fight?
0: Well, remember a conversation we had, and that's what me and Sal were talking about. As a matter of fact, we had it on the show that I said after um, Joshua uh, stopped Charles Martin so easily for that title, and my my, uh, my thoughts on him and his future. We know AJ's a star, um, 78,000 live fans. Some are reselling tickets for uh, 45000 in a uh, U.S. equivalent to the British wow. pound. He's a megastar, you know. uh, Great. Uh, we, we know this. Um, he has 20 wins now, all 20 by knockout. But you know what? He is not the talent of a Vassal Lomachenko. He's not the talent of a Gilead Um He's not a guy that should have been in thrust into this position, and we see that too much in boxing. It is okay, as soon as we can make money off a guy, we can get him a title shot, let's get him a title shot. Forget about the longevity. It's all about the now, the now, the now. And I know there's people out there, sure, make the money now, but you know what? That's why boxing is the way it is. And if uh, anybody who thinks differently, or the ones who really don't know the sport of boxing, and they don't understand why, you know, guys have become legends, and superstars for all of eternity, and not just for, you know, the flavor of the week, which Anthony Joshua is close to becoming. You know, uh, Carlos Takam, a credible op- opponent, definitely, considering the circumstances. Um, he filled in for Cabrat Pulev, who injured himself in training camp um, in 39 fights. Um, you know, his only losses were to Joseph Parker, Gregory Tony, early in his career. Uh, the only stoppage loss was to Alexander Povekian. Um, he was given up a 5-inch height and 20-pound weight disadvantage. Uh, you know, so, um, but You know, considering all those uh, factors, you know, inside the disadvantages and the last-minute substitute, you know, at no point in time should Carlos Tacoma have even been, you know... Allowed into that fight, you know, Anthony Joshua, you know, allowed him into that fight. Anthony Joshua, from the beginning, um, he was bothered. You, uh, Anthony Joshua is one of those fighters that you can tell, you know, he puts all his emotions on his face. He doesn't have a poker face. You can see what's going through his head by those uh, expressions that are uh, so evident. He, you know, in that first round, as soon as Carlos Tacom started moving and he was uh, circling around, number one, Anthony Joshua at no point in time had any idea how to cut the ring off, uh, Number, which that. he should now. Number two... Number two is, um, you can see on his face, I didn't sign up for this tonight. I did not come in here, you know, to go chasing the guy around that was moving. Um, in that second round, when that headbutt happened and Anthony Joshua um, got, had that nose started to bleed, what is the first thing he did? He blows his nose. Now, you're an Olympic champion. You're a, a unified heavyweight champion. You know better. I'm sure you were taught this years ago. You do not sit there and blow out your nose if you think it's bleeding. Because what happens then? Your eyes swell. Your sinuses swell well, and that makes it hard for you to breathe. Um, In round four, when he dropped the com, he failed to follow up on it. Um, You know, when you look close at that, you know, you've made made reference to that before. He didn't go after him like he had in the past, but you know something also? He was 254 pounds. I don't want to hear, I wanted to come in lighter. You said you had a 10-week training camp. You're going out, putting out all these stupid little diaries that make you look like a moron. You're going out there, and you're being a celebrity and a superstar, you know, you're all this money. Eddie Hearns is out there selling things for you. You know, everybody's looking at you, and you know, you're coming in there at the heaviest weight of your career. And what's your excuse for that? Uh, did you come in that weight? Uh, was that your um, intention if you were going to fight Pulev? You know, what was your intention? Then you had the referee, Phil Edwards, a guy who's a, a veteran of almost a thousand fights. Um, he could tell, you know, Joshua, by the fourth round, he looked tired. Um, remember, when Takam had tried to, and another thing that you motion, uh, referenced earlier, when Takam tried tried to reference them him about, you know, a headbutt in round four. What does Edwards do? He looks over, you know, he's like, oh, he's ready to wave the fight off. He wants to quit. He wants to quit. Carlos Tacom almost had to literally argue with him and tell him, I don't want to quit. You know, in round five, Tacom comes out after him, after uh, Joshua. Um, he's cut, he's bleeding, but he's doing what a veteran fighter does. He knows, you know what, I gotta come out here, I gotta do something. This guy wants to stop this fight. He's looking for a reason. I gotta make sure he has no reason. And what happens, Joshua he starts taking steps backwards. Tar- Carlos Takam, being the veteran that he is, starts working Joshua's body. Joshua did not like that. Um, what happens is Edwards starts distracting Carlos Takam. It's a good thing that AJ's the type of fighter that he is. He realized what uh, uh, referee Edwards was doing. Uh, Phil Edwards is calling him, even though he's behind Anthony Joshua. You know, uh, AJ could have easily taken advantage of Carlos Takam looking away, hit him, and if he would have caught him, he probably would have knocked him out. And you know what? The, refer- the No blame would have been on the referee. It would have been on uh, Carlos Tacom for, you know, protect yourself at all times. Um In round six, Tacom made AJ fight harder than he wanted to. AJ was breathing. He was labored, heavy. AJ looked frustrated. Again, Phil Edwards brings Tacom over to the doctor to give Joshua a breather. Joshua's standing there. He's leaning on the ropes. He's huffing. He's puffing. He's sucking air deep. He has a look in his eyes. He just wants to fight over, but you know what? He didn't have it in him to stop that fight, and that's the honest-to-God truth. He didn't have it in him. In round eight, Edwards again stops to bring Joshua over there to get the glove fixed. That little piece of tape was not a problem at that moment. There was no reason to stop that. Again, Edwards distracts come. right afterwards, you know, right after come has a good offensive outburst. Uh, they take a look again at the eye in round nine. AJ stands there again, breathing hard. He's slow. His punches are, are couch cal- He's been looking for just one big punch. He's um, he's he's taking one step at a time. You know, we, he, at any point in time, I was waiting for him to put his hands on his hips and just bend over and say, you know, I need a timeout. You know, in round ten, yeah, you, you know, Tacom is moving backwards. You know, he's bobbing, he's weaving, he gets caught with one big shot. But on the ropes, you know, Anthony Joshua was about to punch himself out. Joshua missed four or five big shots. He didn't connect with any of those. As tired as he was, he was going to punch himself out. Carlos tacom was not going to win that fight because he was so far behind on point, but you know something, those last few rounds, we would have really seen, you know, exactly what Anthony Joshua has been doing in his training camps. Uh, you know, the the truth, not what's said on paper, not what his people are saying, not what he's promising, the truth, because, you know something, he was tired, he was gassed, and this was a slow-paced fight. I'm sorry, you hate the, you don't want to say it, you don't want to believe it, uh, nobody else wants to say it, want to believe it, all the people, you know, and I'm a big Joshua fan, I believe he's the more talented of the two fighters but if that was uh if that that was Deontay Wilder in the ring on Saturday night Anthony Joshua would have been knocked out cold
1: well first of all I said the same thing uh earlier but you're way off on on Joshua Dax the diary thing I liked I enjoyed it it gave us a look inside his head and as far as the weight issue he was overweight but did he look fat I, I don't think he looked fat he did look tired in that fight at times but not as spent as you're describing, and he looked tired against Klitschko. I just think that he's a big guy and he needs to manage his his uh uh energy better. I I don't know, but did he look ordinary in the fight? Yes, he looked ordinary. Should he have taken out to come? Yes, he should have. You know, I, I'm not disputing that. And if that was if he fights the same style fight against Deontay Wilder, he will not beat Deontay Wilder. I said that in the opening of the show. But I think you're being Uh, A little too hard as far as to suggest That the referee was helping him Come on, man I mean, uh, I think his game plan Was to take it into the later rounds Because they worked on trying to break down An opponent And I think that's what he was trying to do Not that I'm making excuses for him Because I do think he looked extremely ordinary I said it to kick off the show But uh, uh, I I, I certainly can't agree With the picture you've painted about, uh, About that fight I saw a different fight
0: well, you forget I watch fights differently than you. I watch the fights, and then afterwards, Bill, you know I go frame by frame. I will watch a fight in slow motion. I, it will take me 30 minutes to watch a round. I study everything. Matt Baranski taught me that years ago. My stepfather years ago, when we used to watch the old Jack Dempsey films on reel-to-reel, you know, something, because the film was so bad, sometimes we'd have to actually piece them together, and we'd only see, you know, slow step-by-step motions of it. But over the years, um, especially, you know, when it comes to a big fights, I like to watch and see exactly what's going through the fighters' minds during these fights, you know, to, through, through their body language, you know, um, and that's exactly the best way, you know, to know exactly what, uh, you know, was coming in the future for them. Uh, there was a guy, John Burns, who was a uh, Vegas gambler. He used to tell me about that all the time. He goes, you know something, just watch these fights, whether or not it's boxing, whether or not it's kickboxing, MMA, whether or not it's football. He says, you know, you start to see these um, habits of people. Lennox Lewis, you know, one of my favorite heavyweights, probably my favorite heavyweight of all time, time exactly this is a guy Anthony Joshua is being compared to way too early. But, you know, Lennox Lewis, the same thing early in his career. Lennox Lewis is blasting guys out. His uh, He won a world title. Um, he came back from a couple rough moments. Uh, the Frank Bruno fight, you know, Lennox was shook. He was stunned. He comes back. He knocks Bruno out. Um, Lennox then, he goes and he uh, meets Oliver McCall. What happens? Lennox comes in the heaviest of his career to that point. Um, he can't knock Oliver McCall out with a single punch and uh, Lennox ends up getting knocked out. Lennox was able to bounce back uh, with the help of Manny Stewart. Anthony Joshua doesn't have a Manny Stewart type guy around him. These diaries that, you know, we're speaking about, I agree, sure, they're great for the fans, it's great for that interaction, but you know something, when you're on that level, when you're making so much money, you're drawing so many fans and there's so many expectations upon you, you cannot sit there and do both. You have to do one or the other. Are you a superstar or are you a superstar in boxing or are you a superstar celebrity, I should say? You have to make up your mind. You're not Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, you know, this is a guy who always spent all his time in the gym and then, you know, he put this time to aside side, um, whether or not to interact with the public and to do his little uh, his interviews and little Floyd Mayweather type of stuff he done. Anthony Joshua has too much on his plate, if you ask me, and it's starting to show. And coming in at 254 pounds with that much muscle and doing uh, amateurish mistakes like sitting there blowing out blood through your nose in the second round, that tells me that Anthony Joshua has a little too much going on and it may not, and it has nothing to do with his skill set, it just has to do with he's overwhelming himself and that overwhelming himself is going to be bad for him. And the first time Anthony Joshua loses, all these people that are his fans, and boxing fans are fickle, boxing fans are very, um, what's the word, they're, they're very unloyal. And the first time a guy loses, they're going to leave you. And if Anthony Joshua should lose and face, when he faces Deontay Wilder, all of a sudden Anthony Joshua becomes nothing but an overrated hype. And, you know, this legacy and everything he's worked so hard for, you know, it's going to go down the tubes fast.
1: <laughs> I find it funny, but first of all, he's making more money than Mayweather at 20 fights than Mayweather made at that time. Will he make the money that Mayweather ended his career on? Who knows? But he's making more money per fight than Mayweather did after 20 fights. I mean, give him credit there. And as far as, uh, uh, you know, uh, going down as being, uh, you know, people bailing on him, I, I, listen, he is the full package. He's, he is a celebrity, he is a, a, a fighter that although I'm going against my own rules here, he is a fighter that's still learning on the job, so to speak, you know, and and not that's not to suggest he shouldn't be taking on all comers, but he is, and that's one of the things I like about the guy, that he corrects his wrongs, and as far as blowing his nose out, For a guy that never was hit in the nose or or thought he broke his nose before like that, even with the knockdown that he suffered against Klitschko and even the, the alleged knockdowns he suffers in training camp, you know, he obviously never experienced what a good smash in the nose felt like. So he learned. You know, that, that's the thing. You can't be so critical about somebody who hasn't even learned to take that shot yet. Now, if he does it again, now you have the criticism because you're like, hey, what idiot? You know, don't you know, you know why they didn't tell him in the corner? I don't know. I can't answer that question. But uh, but yeah, he had a bad night. There's no question about it. But he still won the fight and he's going to move on. He still made his money. Uh, he's going to move on. Uh, there's not a better heavyweight in the division. I do agree that if the same Anthony Joshua fought Deontay Wilder, and and even that is 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 hard to even put in perspective because Deontay Wilder has never fought anybody the ca- the uh, level of uh, opposition that that even uh, Anthony Joshua has faced. So we don't know. We've seen Ant, uh, Deontay Wilder destroy opponents. And he struggled with the Eric Molinas and the Johan Duopards and the Tor Spitzkas and, and even the Washington. He was losing every round until he knocked him out. So, I mean, you know, the, at the end of the day, we go by who won the fight. And on Saturday night, although I thought uh, AJ looked ordinary, he won the fight. And he's going to move on to fight another day. And he kept his 20, uh, you know, an 0-20 knockout record intact. I, I, I think... Um, I think that uh, you're reading too deep between the lines. That's just my thought
0: and it's, it's not just my opinion, uh, you know, even with the referee Paulie Malignaggi himself, you know, a guy that you were just talking about uh, not too, uh, you know, before he came on the show you know, on his input and, and his smart, smart, you know, a former two-division world champion, he even said the same thing he believes the referee allowed his emotions to get in there Um, on social media, uh, a lot of UK fans and a lot of fighters um, a lot of um, Anthony Joshua fans all said the same thing the referee stopped this fight too early when you look at the replay in slow motion. Motion, however you want to do it, slow motion on theirs, slow motion, like how I do it frame by frame, Anthony Joshua missed a lot of those punches, and when you see all those times that the referee looked for reasons to stop that fight, uh, to, uh, whether or not it was to check the cut, whether or not it was to sit there and uh, have tape fix and stuff, you could see that this referee was hoping and looking for any reason to give Anthony Joshua a little bit of a breather. He could tell Anthony Joshua looked horrible, and they also know that, you know, um, and Anthony Joshua, if he didn't get the knockout, all of a sudden, and this Deontay Wilder fight didn't become as appealing as it is right now, and that's a fact.
1: I don't know. I would think Deontay Wilder would want to fight him quicker and faster after that I, fight. Deontay
0: Wilder and De, Anthony Joshua was the one that says I need time, not Deontay Wilder. Deontay is ready to fight him tomorrow you, in the backyard.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, that's what Deontay Wilder's Kool Aid uh, makes you believe. But uh, uh, to turn down to turn down seven million and uh, and all the U.S. television rights, I guess it's not about the money with Deontay Wilder, huh?
0: Well, you know what? I don't drink the Kool-Aid. You have me confused for I don't know who, but uh, I don't drink the Kool-Aid. I I said, and I've always said Anthony Joshua is the better pure talent. It's just you know what he's doing. He's letting too much overwhelm him. Manny Pacquiao. There's a guy, you know, an all-time great. You know, look at Manny Pacquiao. Anytime that he allowed uh, these outside things to uh, get involved during his training camps and his preparations up to fights, Manny Pacquiao came in. He looked horrible. He looked ordinary. But you know something, Manny Pacquiao by that time had already won titles in four and five divisions. Anthony Joshua, you're saying he's learning on the job. But, Bill, you said it yourself. I've heard you bash guys because other people said, oh, I'm still learning, learning on the job. It's not it's okay for Anthony Joshua, but it's not okay for other guys.
1: No, it's okay for it's okay for a fighter to take on all comers after they're a champion and say they're learning on the job. Where, what I bash fighters for is taking little tune-up easy fights and, and and claim that they're still learning on the job. And he didn't pick Takam. Takam was a guy that was, uh, you know, laid on him. Eddie Hearn had
0: him already in, in, in reserve.
1: He's the next available guy. That's the way the IBF rolls. What can I say? But uh, anyway, any other uh, thoughts? Did you want to talk about the Dillian White fight?
0: Well, the Dillian White fight, um, he won. He made that fight tougher on himself than he should have. Um, again, he didn't up, up his stock at all, which I was, you know, quite disappointed about. Um, Dillian White—he's starting to show himself that really he is the uh, the very next um, Derek Chisora. He's ushering the Derek Chisora era in. Uh, you know the um, what fight I really did like on there, and I was happy with was the WBA super flyweight fight between uh, Khalid Yafi and uh, Sho Uh I said Friday that you know what these guys were going to put on an uh, impressive display of boxing ability. Uh, Yafi skill-wise can definitely, and he proved it on Saturday night. He can definitely hang with all these other top. names. Uh, but, you know, I'm happy that that division was actually, showca- that division was actually given a spot on such a uh, high-profile card. I believe uh, Yafi is a guy who can't really go in there and hang with the Juan Francisco Estradas or the uh, Anuis or the Haigas or even, uh, you know, the Rungvisi. Certainly not, but he's definitely a guy who can go out there and uh, fight with the um, the McJoa Royals. And, you know, those divisions there, um, I was thinking something about, you know, throwbacks. You know those divisions, those lower divisions we know how much talent is in there and if it gets more of this uh, exposure like it has lately, the fans will get to see and appreciate how much talent there is but when I say throwbacks, it's you know something the top 10 in those divisions are actually the top 10 fighters in the world unlike these other divisions where fighters just appear and disappear out of the rankings or seemingly overnight or sometimes during the day within hours, in those lower divisions anything between band and weight and below the top 10 fighters are actually the top 10 fighters in the world and when you're a guy He was a world champion uh, like Yafi, and, uh, you know, you're – only at the level of a guy like a McJoe or a Royal, that tells you exactly how much talent is inside those divisions, so hopefully uh, next year after Superfly 2 we start seeing a lot more of those fights and we have to give uh, Jurgen Brahmer his credit for beating Rob uh, Brandt we all picked that wrong on Friday but you know something, uh, Brahmer showed the old man still had one or two tricks left up his sleeve and uh, Rob Brandt, I'm kind of, you know I'm, even though he lost, I'm proud of him, he stepped up weight, he stepped up two and three divisions um, he learned a lot, he's, you know, he's going to come back to the United States as a better fighter and and, you know, he's the only U.S. fighter willing to go into that tournament and do what he did. So, you know, something. I think Rob Brandt deserves a definite mention for that.
1: Yeah, he stepped up one division. But, I, like I said, yeah, we were all wrong on that one for sure. But I said <laughs> that uh, I thought that he um, he fought like a sparring partner. And, I, you know, I think, I think that's the fine line. When you start accepting those checks, sparring with big names, that, you know, that's what you're risking, you know, that uh, – he wasn't able to flip that switch, and I, I thought he could. You know, I, I thought that he was going to make the uh, the best of that opportunity, and and in in my mind, he he should have beaten Brommer. But maybe Brommer, like you said, maybe he's better. Maybe he's still got a couple of fights left in him. Maybe I'm uh, taking him wrong. I'm reading him wrong. But uh,
0: I, I thought, you know, with a year off, with just a little over a year off, being knocked out for the first time in his last fight against Cleaver Lee, that Brommer, you know, at 38 years old, it's all caught up to him. But know um, i you know, he showed that. You know, sometimes all you got to do is just be able to box smart. And as for the, um, I understand what you're saying in this sparring partner mentality. But again, remember, he was overseas in a foreign country. He had never fought in a country, uh, another country, in front of a crowd like that before in such a high moment. Uh, he had never fought somebody the skill level of Brahmer. So maybe it just all overwhelmed him. It was a little too much, a little too soon. But, you know, I think it's definitely something that's going to make him a better fighter. Now, uh, the big question is can we have one fight card? for the rest of 20, seventeen that goes without a 118 110 scorecard
1: <laughs> i don't know but it, it does <laughs> seem to be the most popular score uh it across does. the line it does. But, they're uh, mandatory but but dax i appreciate it hopefully we'll get you to come on uh, later in the week my man
0: all right everybody enjoy the day
1: dax, that's thank dax Khan. You. you can check out his column up on billycboxing.com and uh Little hard on uh, on Anthony Joshua today, uh, Sal, but uh, you know, uh, justifiable. I mean, uh, you know, you got to uh, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, he won the fight, and I, that's the way I look at it. But uh, but you know, Dax made some good points, and it is
2: what it is. What do you what do you think? Well, well, I'll tell you what i I liked what Dax had to say, and I'm going to say. There is something that I've always felt about Anthony Joshua that I can't put my finger on it. Um, And if you want me to be 100% completely honest, uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, his sharing his emotions with the diary. Maybe one or two, I like that. But, you know, a fighter who's really doesn't need that. I mean, I think it was good for marketing. I think that's probably what his camp wanted to do. I think that's probably what his fans welcomed. But you know what? When you are a fighter, you have a mindset. You you don't you don't fixate or well i gotta do this i gotta do that yeah you now no, it's there you know what you gotta do and just do it uh you don't think well i well i'm taking this on short notice or they put it fine now nah, forget about it we don't want to know about that we want to know that you're confident that you're gonna go in there you're gonna win and you're gonna do what you have to do there's something about anthony joshua and i like him i think he's one of the best out there but i do feel that you know what. I told you all along, I, I, no, I'm no, i not going to say that Deontay Wilder is going to be the guy that beats him. But Deontay Wilder is going to give him a better fight than what you may think uh, from the surface on the level. And I also think that Anthony Joshua will be beaten. I just don't know by who just yet. Uh, I like him. Believe me, he does it all right. I like him. But there's something about him that I can't put my finger exactly on it that I feel uh, it's not all that of what we see.
1: Every fighter that challenges himself, that strives to be the best, that fights outside the box, will eventually get beaten. Well, um, true. You know, a guy like Floyd Mayweather, who so far is unbeaten, didn't do that. You know, at least for the last decade, he didn't. You know, earlier in his career, he did. But uh, you know, so so I, but Anthony. I, but
2: I agree with Dax I, I, on some levels. I thought that the referee was looking out for Joshua, uh, and and referees thought- don't look out for other fights. Come on, man! I watched Steve
1: Smoger beat the shit out of an opponent that he was going. I watched Steve Smoger kiss a guy, you know, in, in the ring. I've seen other referees. Come come on, man! I, I I let's not even go there. All right, I, all right. I We're not gonna listen, go there. Listen, We're not gonna Anthony go there. Joshua won every round in that fight. Against yeah, Carlos to come, I know, I know yeah. that they gave him the unofficial scorer gave him one round, but but he won every round in that fight. Did he look fantastic? No, he didn't. Ow. But I got news for you: fighting a guy that's six inches shorter than you for the first time. He's never fought a guy that short, at least that I can recall, or at least in the last couple of years was it was an adjustment he said in his diary that you and dax didn't like what i thought was good um said that uh you know did he bring in a hundred at one point he said do i bring in a hundred guys that look like pulov to to train no we didn't we brought in a, an, a, an assortment of guys which is a smart thing you know but i would bet that the majority of those guys were were taller than six foot two and uh and to was six foot at that so um, I, you know, the truth of the matter is is he won the fight. He won it by stoppage, whether we think the, I, I thought the fight was stopped a little too premature. I also thought that AJ looked ordinary in that fight, but at the end of the day, a win's a win. And he's he going to move on. As far as Deontay Wilder, I said that Deontay Wilder, if he got in the ring with the with the same Anthony Joshua would have fought Carlos Decom, that that Deontay Wilder would win. And the only reason why I said that isn't because Deontay has displayed any kind of boxing skill, because he hasn't, except for one thing. Punching power. The only time he ever displayed skill was when he fought Berman Stavern the first time. But you could bet dollars to donuts that he's not going to display that skill on Saturday when he fights uh, Stavern the second time because he's going to go in for the kill. He's going to go in for the kill because that's what he thinks he can do. He thinks he's unbeatable because of his punching power, and that's going to be a mistake against a guy like Joshua. When Joshua's on, his jab works well. He's fast. He didn't look that fast the other night. But he is he does have hand speed faster than Deontay Wilder. And I can't wait to see Anthony Joshua land an uppercut on Deontay Wilder. You're gonna see that skinny little head end up in the ninth row. All right. So whatever. You can you and I'll be willing to bet anybody when and if Deontay Wilder gets in the ring. With, uh, with Anthony Joshua, I'll bet on that fight with anybody. I'll take on all bets. And I agree. I don't think Anthony Joshua is going to retire undefeated. Somebody's going to come along and beat him, but it's not going to be Deontay Wilder. Anyway, we're not taking a break here, as you can see. Um, our trivia question, which I've gotten a lot of uh, great uh, answers for, is a tough one. Uh, so if you're the first one to email me the correct answer, billy at Talking boxing that's dot gcom you'll win your very own copy of the title bout championship computer game um the question is who did jack dempsey say was the greatest fighter in his weight and height that he ever saw meaning jack dempsey uh who did jack dempsey think was the greatest fighter of his weight and height that he ever saw if you know this answer and you're the first one to email me, Billy at talkingboxing. That's t a l k i n b o x i n g dot com. You'll win your very own copy of the Title Bout Championship Computer Game. Um, you know this week uh, Sal uh, is uh, kind of a, a slow week leading up to uh, Deontay Wilder, so we are going to try uh, to get uh, shows in uh, all week. Uh, but I I I think that tomorrow uh, we will not be able to do a live show. Um, What's your thoughts on on, uh, postponing that and trying to get uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and what's your quick thoughts that we're now talking about that uh, on air with uh, everybody watching and listening? Maybe we should have done this off air, but um, I'm thinking uh, um, tomorrow might be the day. If we have to pick a day this week, I think maybe
2: tomorrow might be that day. What do you think? I agree with you 100%. I think what we could do is uh, take tomorrow off, take a break, uh, gather some information, and then I think Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is a great day to build the momentum, build what we see for the Deontay Wilder fight weekend. Yep, we got Deontay
1: Wilder uh, coming up this weekend. We'll be breaking down that fight and giving you our thoughts and uh, uh, predictions. Also, don't forget Wednesday, uh, the blast from the past is on a a, a really good fighter that – um, was so good and is still recognized today in the, in, uh, uh, the city of Philadelphia that they named the uh, awards after him, the Benny Briscoe Award. So Benny Briscoe will be our blast from the past on Wednesday. So as Great Sal just fire. made the executive decision, we will not be doing a live show tomorrow. You could still catch uh, rebroadcasts of our show uh, airing tomorrow, but uh, live show, no, no go. Tomorrow we'll be back Wednesday better than ever on this day october 30th in boxing hits and then again tomorrow's halloween too
2: huh. oh wow i forgot all about it
1: yeah i'm gonna dress up like rocky you were gonna dress up as sal rocky senacola right absolutely i'm go with rocky bubble on this day thinking? october 30th in 1998 arthur williams knocks out imamu mayfield in the ninth round to win the IBF World Cruiserweight title place took place in Mississippi, M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I, on this day in 1998. On this day, October 30th and 19, Cherty Tree, Vince Dundee wins a 15-round decision over Lou Brolyard uh, to win the NBA and New York's uh, World Middleweight titles, and that took place in Boston. On this day in 1888, Patty Duffy knocks out William McMillan, a couple of Irish guys, uh, in the Isaac. 17th round uh, to win the vacant world welterweight title, and that took place in Fort Foote, Virginia on this day in 1888. On this day in uh, 1986, Joe Manley knocks out Gary Hinton in the 10th round to win the IBF world junior welterweight title. took place in Hartford, Connecticut. On this day in 1993, Orzbek Nazarov wins a 12-round decision over Dingan Theoba, uh, to win the WBA World Lightweight title, took place in South Africa. And on this day, October 30th, in 1974, Muhammad Ali knocks out big George Foreman in the eighth round to win wow. the World Heavyweight title, and that took place in Zaire. What a famous day in boxing history today. is oh, October gosh. 30th, the 1974, Sal. Uh, this was wow. the fight that uh, big George Foreman went down like Soda Popinski did in Mike Tyson's punch-out, which, incidentally, is 30 years old. Did you hear that the other day? 30 years
2: old for that game. Man, does time fly. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I I remember seeing that Ali Foreman fight with uh, my father and a good friend who was a boxing, boxing uh, guru, uh, Phil Corletta. We went to the Fox Movie Theater in Hackensack, New Jersey, to see it... Uh, on the uh, what we'd be called pay-per-view now, but it was a was a uh, was an event at the movie theater, and man, I was crying almost just seeing Ali taking a punishment until he came out in that eighth round and then a whirlwind, an eight, tenth round. I mean, a combination just put Big George Foreman down. So
1: listen, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, and children of all ages, make sure you tune in Wednesday morning, same bat time, same bat channel. Until then. I'll leave you with this. Ciao baby. <laughs>